Hey, presto, Gavin here. Welcome to episode 69 of the Business Mastermind podcast. I'm going to talk about employee engagement and some of the things that you can do to increase, simple things you can do to increase the amount of engagement uh, of your team. Yesterday, I had the great privilege of working with a, a client of mine. And unlike what I do with a lot of clients, I work with the, the business owners and founders and the senior management team. Um, they brought me in to work with the rest of the team, the whole team of the business. So we're on a journey of growth and scaling. We've set out minimum target outrageous goals. The outrageous one, the business is on track to achieve that. And that is a significant order of magnitude bigger than anything they've ever achieved before. But one of the things that wisely the owners of the business wanted to do was to make sure that engineers out in the field were as engaged as the sales teams, as the office staff around the journey of the growth and the reasons why. You know, Gallup do a regular survey around employee engagement. And in 2017, the figures were, were low. You know, in Western Europe, only 10, in Western Europe, only 10% of employees were actively engaged at work. Uh, US and Canada, 31%. Now, whilst they've reported an increase um, in engagement in 2018, I think it's still crucial that we're actively working to keep and grow um, engagement within our teams. So very, very simple process, whether you use an external person to do this or whether you use a member of your team, but meet one-on-one, 15, 20 minutes with each member of, uh, of your team, obviously depending on the size of your organization, well, you may want to sample uh, this, but say, for example, you've got a team of, um, say, up to 50 people. You meet one-on-one with them half an hour. What's working? What would be even better if? You know, what do you like? What's going on? What do you think is really working in your role with the business, with the way that the business is doing things? And what would be even better if? Open up a conversation, get them to talk, and then start to jot down themes. Whenever you have those kind of conversations, yes, there'll be the one, there'll be, there'll be themes that come through loud and clear, and probably not that many, four or five themes that will come through from all those interviews. There'll be outlying issues that are there that are very personal and individual, but most of all, you will identify the themes. Then, depending on your organisational structure, you should bring that team of people together and present back the themes. And then, off the back of that, put them together in group sizes of 12 to 15 and start to facilitate conversations around those issues, around those themes. So, this is what I did yesterday. I spent time with each member of the team, extracted the themes um, in the organization. And do you know what? One of the themes that came through uh, was that individuals didn't feel like they were understood. And do you know that got me to thinking about not just about work relationships, just personal relationships. You know, one of the fundamental causes of uh, disagreements in personal relationships is individual or any relationship is individuals feel like A, they're not understood and B, that their point of view and therefore their feelings are not validated. So, you know, I, I, I explained that I'm not getting all touchy-feely with a bunch of engineers when I'm using the word feelings. I'm saying that feelings drive thought, that drives action and behavior that, drive, that drives results. So if you don't feel that you're being heard, your point of view is being heard, then you're going to withdraw and in terms of your level of commitment and engagement for the, for the organization. 
So we then shifted the conversation to, well, in order for us to be heard, what do we need? So we need to listen to each other. We need to be respectful, but also we need to be honest. And we moved the conversation to where I wanted it to move to, which is a level of maturity whereby you're giving each other respectful, but straight, honest, candid feedback. And we went round the whole group with each, with uh, um, an individual giving feedback, positive thank you feedback and things will be even better if feedback to each other member of the team they were understandably apprehensive about doing this to start off with but and they were only allowed to say when you're on the receiving end of the feedback you're only allowed to say two words and those two words are thank you in respect to the feedback but we started to to foster to create an open and honest conversation between people and address issues. Now, again, people can tend to be too polite about this. So what I did was I knew from the morning meetings, the one-on-one sessions I'd had, that were a couple, that there were a couple of elephants in the room that weren't being raised. So I called them out. So I'd already built the environment of it being a safe space of people feeling okay to speak up that we'd already set down the game rules about being respectful and about being honest but um you know feeding back on behavior rather than feeding back and making a judgment about about the person so we got to the point that when i called out some of these issues that had not yet been discussed in the forum there were a few people looking uncomfortably in their seats, but we then had a really beneficial and powerful conversation. And unfortunately, those open, genuine, human-to-human conversations about the real issues so rarely happen in businesses. We spend all the time dancing around the issue, and the real conversations take place at the water cooler or you know, um, walking back down the corridor or in a quiet corner, corner in the room or when they pop out at lunchtime for a sandwich or whatever, you want the real conversations to be happening in the meeting so that decisions can be made. And in order for that to happen, you need to foster an environment and a culture uh, where it's expected for people to be respectful and honest and provide feedback. So when you're given that feedback, you can look back to a previous Hey Presto actually, where I've actually shared with you about the three E's about giving feedback. So one the, the three issues very quickly was that you could say E for experience. Um, when you gave me, uh, when you uh, gave me that sort of um, uh, feedback on that report, you were very gruff and you were very blunt. That's the first E experience. Second E is emotion. That made me feel as if you didn't value my input. That upset me. Um, the third E is expectation. So I, what I would expect going forward is that yes, provide the feedback, but, Please, can you soften that a little bit with, with not being so gruff and blunt and at the, at the same time talk me through your thinking about how I could improve? So that's one way, three E's, experience, emotion, expectation. Another way of giving feedback is ask the other person how they think the situation went and what they think could be done to improve it. And then you share your view of how something went and how, how something could be improved. But the key here is to respect another person's point of view and encourage the conversation between individuals. And if you know there's been some conflict between individuals, get both of them in the room and get them to talk it out like grown-ups. 
Yeah, instead of a lot of gossip going on around other members of the team, that's just a drain on everybody's energy and a drain on the business's time and resources. The time spent as a team talking with each other, talking about the key issues facing the business, talking about how you can improve things operationally, building belief in individuals is massively important and letting people know that they're heard. Another key thing that... I'll do in situations like that, and I'll encourage you to do, is to shine the spotlight of belief on the people in your team. Everybody has, to a greater or lesser extent, a level of doubt about their own capability, a level of doubt around the targets that have been set for them and their team and their business. But actually, if you present evidence as to how well they're progressing, share with them your observations about what makes them a strong team, that will enable them to achieve those targets and build them up in that way, you can take a team that are wavering in their level of engagement and commitment and re-engage them and improve their performance. So spend time with your team, put your arm around them metaphorically, listen to them, be there to listen to them, pull out the themes and then openly engage and address those themes and have conversations and encourage people to have those open and honest and adult conversations. We don't want any childish, you know, uh, backstabbing behavior like young kids in the playground here. We're just, we're all adults. We want to grow a business. We need everybody on board to grow it. Your view, your opinion is imperative. It's valuable. We want to hear it. And we want to hear one of the, your ideas and suggestions about how we can do things better. I think you should run those meetings at least every quarter. Um, probably a cadence of every two months, you know, four times, um, <laughs> look at my mouth, every two months, four times a year, every two months, every six, six times a year would be, would be really good. Um, so that people feel that they are engaged, on board, valued and listened to. Have a great week and go out there and do what you can to make sure the members of your team know that you're listening, know that you care and know that you value what they're bringing to your organisation. 